You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language. Well, I'll be damned, Billy Bradley. We went out to Phoenix uh, where they're going to run. Last year, Billy Bradley, that race out there just flat out sucked. It was not good. We're used to seeing that thing uh, be a... A barn burner, lots of action, restarts usually cool and all that kind of stuff. But the package I had last year, it just did not cut the mustard. Son, it was terrible. Both races were absolutely horrible to Phoenix standards. Uh, we said on this podcast that uh, late last year that if they didn't fix this package and do something different before the championship moves there in 2020, that they were in deep shit. We all had doubts that they would do that because it was pretty late in the season. Lo and behold, they changed the package to exactly what everybody – in the garage and all ex drivers and everybody said they needed <laughs> and Billy Bradley. Um, well, oh, and by the way, they put the PJ one or the, I'm not even going to say what Joey Logano calls it. Cause I'm so fucking sick and tired of it. Now it's about to drive me crazy, but they put the PJ one exactly where we've been telling them to put it the last four years, Billy Bradley, a combination four of years, this package. Right? Yeah. Four damn years of this package, this PJ one in a right spot. And son, we saw a hell of a race on Sunday. Do you agree? Billy Bradley. I agree with you 100%. And that's what I was going to, and I'm sure you saw it as well. We've been talking about that PJ1 for four years to get it out of the grooves on the outside, you know, where the cars typically don't run. It's it's only going to make the racing better, and especially there at Phoenix, man. Was it a show? I can't wait till the final race now. Listen, Billy, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. Waiting for this finale at Phoenix is going to be so, so sweet. I, the racing is, I mean, hey, we're just getting started. We haven't been to Martinsville yet. We don't We don't have all these drivers pissed off at each other. We have, we got two bristles to go to. And in the finale at Phoenix, I'm uh, super excited. You know, one of the things we're going to talk about right now is before we bring Rob Lopes in here is that uh, Ryan Newman was at the track, Billy Bradley, and he was on uh, TV doing morning shows this week. And I got to tell you something, it is an absolute, it blows my mind that just a few weeks ago, uh, you and I were not sure Ryan Newman was going to be around. And, and all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's smiling, he's walking, he looks pretty damn good. I know he's, he's probably ready to get in there, but it's such a fantastic thing to see. There wasn't one person at the entire Phoenix Raceway that wasn't excited to see Ryan Newman walking around, Billy. No, and I would agree that, you know, he's just like, he's chomping at the bit, ready to to get back in that car. He knows knows what kind of car he got out of in Daytona. He got out of a fast car. Well, he was cut out of a fast car. And a state car that his teammates, his team members built for him. And, you know, I thought, I'm okay that Ron Newman says I'm done with it. Just walks away after what he went through, but. I don't think he's done. I think he's ready to get back in the car. He's absolutely not done. And I got to tell you something, Billy, that um, that number six team over there, and you and I both said that they had some um, they had some speed in that car after Daytona. We were we were wildly impressed with it. We said it after Vegas, and we're going to keep saying it after California. And, and fact of the matter is, um, 
Ross Chastain is doing about as good a job as anybody can do, hopping into a fast, hot rod like that. But that car is much better than it has placed the last couple of weeks. Rob Lopes, oh, you are live and in person oh. right here in the studio. Um, I guess, you know, all things considered, Rob, uh, the sixth team over there at RFR has got to be fairly happy with how things have turned out, yes? Um, I guess... I don't know if happy is the right word. I know we've had better cars than our finishes have showed. Yeah. Um, Ross has done a really good job for us, um, keeping the car in play. We're trying to learn him a little bit, you know, get get things yeah. set up the way he likes it and how he feels and all that. He gives really good feedback. Um, but I, I have to think that there's some things that have gone on. You know, he's definitely – you know, in a big learning spot right now, he's learning a lot about the differences between the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series, which, they're, you know, people yeah. might say, oh, I don't think it's that big a deal. It's a very big deal. Yeah. And I think Ross, and he's in, you know, he's in a competitive car, so he's getting a little more learning than he has been in past shots in the Cup Series. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, um, we've, we've definitely deserved some better finishes than what we've had, had some bad luck, had some – misfortune and had some growing pains so to speak but i we we've got good stuff and we know we do and like i said ross has been doing a good job for us uh i'd I'd also almost venture to guess and say there's some things that have happened on racetrack and here again this is my opinion yeah there's some things that have happened on racetrack that that happened to the six that probably wouldn't have happened to the six had ryan newman been in the seat if anybody understands what i'm talking yeah 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 yeah. Uh, for the layman out there, um, Ryan Newman is a KG veteran, and people don't fuck with him on the racetrack as much as they would somebody who is not a KG veteran and happy as hell just to have to speak. I'm really glad you cut through the little cryptic yeah. message I was sending there. Yeah, yeah, I'll just cut through it because I watched it happen uh, the last couple races. Uh, Ross Chastain doesn't get any damn breaks. And I promise you, um, sure as shit uh, uh, stinks that uh, Ryan Newman doesn't have those problems out there because he settles it really quickly and and has the confidence to be able to do what he needs to behind that car and not worry, you know, look over his shoulder. Ryan uh, uh, Ross Chastain is doing a bet. He's in a tough position, man. I mean, let's just let's just face it. He the only thing he can do is hurt himself. Um, the, the fact that he's he's not going to come out there and probably win a bunch of races and that sort of thing. I mean, that's. That would be something we've never seen before, but he's doing an admirable job for what he's what he's there to do. Uh, the car has definitely been faster than um, uh, and better than the finishes, but that's all going to change when Ryan Newman gets in here. I don't know when that is, Rob. I'm assuming. It, I, I assume that that Ryan's ready to get back in the car, but obviously he's not medically cleared yet. Is he ready to get in there and start going after it? Well, I'll I'll tell you this, and. We we had him out in Phoenix. He was at the racetrack in Phoenix, and he was there as, I you know, and it was good medicine, I think, for everybody to have him there. Sure. It's good for us, mm-hmm. good for the people, good for the fans, good for competitors, and I really think it was good for him to be there. And just a little background on that, that son of a gun was so involved in everything. It was almost like I looked at him a couple times because he was up my back about a few things, yeah. and I looked him dead in the face. I said, yo, man, I said, Slow down. I'm like I like you better when you're in the seat, man. That's good. Like you are damn on my nerves right now. Yeah. You know, because he's like, 
first thing, you know, he's in the garage. He's up on top of the truck. He's in the garage. The car comes in. Ross is talking. He and Ryan's on the radio listening. Next thing I know, he's got the tire pyrometer and he's taking tire temps. He's walking around. <laughs> and I'm like, we we were in the middle of a change of final practice. This is no joke. In the middle of a change of final practice, and the crew Scott Graves says, "All right, man, we're going to go ahead and make this change, and we're going to and we're going to put that last set of stickers on we have for practice. You know, the stickers and fuel." Okay. We didn't even have all the tires off the race car yet and have the changes made. And Ryan's pushing a tire to me. He goes, you don't get the wear on these, right? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, I want to see the wear. He goes, you're going to get the wear on these. I said, Ryan, I said, we're not, we don't even have the tires off the car yet, man. I said, give me a minute. Let me fi- let us finish this change, and I'll get to it, and you'll see it. Calm down. <laughs> Damn, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, my man, uh, Billy, you said it, ch- chomping at the bit. Holy cow, is, uh, he, I really believe that he's more than ready to get back in his race car. You know, that's good to hear. I really, yeah, that's how you know he's excited. Like, you know, even last year, I think the best thing Roush did was when they pulled Matt Kansas for those few races to let him, you know, Roush Fenway wasn't, wasn't a big talk. No. A couple of years ago, and they got Matt Kansas in that car, and now they're they're contenders. Yeah, yeah I and, think that, and was a, that was a big barometer for a lot of things having him step in that race car. Yeah, and nothing's ever done on accident, as we know um, in this sport. There are very few things, uh, uh, you know, very few things go all hell. Where'd that guy come from? I never. I mean, none of that shit happens in big time auto racing. Um, I mean, these, these, the, there's very few surprises in here. And when Matt Kenseth was brought in, everybody who followed NASCAR uh, for any length of time, knew, uh, okay, this is, there's, there's, uh, we're, we're going to see if this car is as bad as what is actually finishing it. Um, and when you get feedback from a guy like Matt Kenseth, um, that, that obviously Jack Roush uh, trusts and everybody over there in the organization and, and they take that and all they did, Billy, was turn the thing into a, I mean, shit, that, that car's got speed, was a Daytona 500 uh, winner, <laughs> definitely had the, uh, had the, had the, uh, the means and was there to win that race. And uh, it's going to be fun when it gets back in, it's going to be a huge story and uh, I'm looking forward to it. But boys, we got something really weird that I don't think it's ever happened here, but our good friend, Rob Lopes, Rob Lopes, um, he, it's so far, Billy, this year, um, he has picked the the highest finisher twice. Now he didn't pick um, he didn't pick Daytona. So Vegas, Fontana, and Phoenix. He's picked two out of the three top winners. Billy Bradley, what the hell's going on? Yeah, and he's not picked two chase drivers the last two races either. So he's come <laughs> out pretty good. Yeah, he's doing he's doing pretty good. But the funny thing is, um, Rob Lopes took Kevin Harvick finished P two. Um, Billy, you took the 18 to finish P3, and hell, I took um, the the 42, and he finished P4. I, you could throw a blanket over top of those picks. So, I, as a as a whole, I feel pretty good about where the sloppy yellow pod is is running right now because that's a that's that's a, that's a pretty good testament to, to where we're doing. Now, if we talk about dark horses, um, Rob Lopes, he also had the highest damn dark horse because he took Clint Boyer, who finished P5. Rob Lopes yeah. has uh, been all over it here um, uh, of lately, but I got to tell you one thing that I'm I'm a little disappointed in, and that is uh, Jimmy Johnson. I, I, and I hope we get this. He is not 
very good at the moment. He's got flashes of brilliance, and then he that way he looks like the old Jimmy Johnson, and he's not getting the finishes that he's not getting the finishes, Billy, that that we want to see him get in his in his last year. And it reminds me of Dale Jr. struggled pretty hard there in his last year. Never got into victory lane, but um, I, Jimmy Johnson absolutely. Man, I want to see him back in in victory lane. Tony Stewart got in victory lane his last year. Matt Kenseth got in victory lane his last year. Jeff Gordon got in victory lane his last year. I, you know, all the I would love to see him start running better. Chevys were running pretty good at that race again, Billy Bradley. But the Toyotas seem to make up, you know, for their mistakes uh, or mishaps that they had at Fontana. All in all, I thought it was a, a very good race, Rob. The tire over there. The, the tire strategy at Phoenix is going to be fun come November, buddy. I agree. Uh, had a tire there that had some fall off, had some wear. Um, it was consider I'm like, well, considerably softer. It was quite a bit softer than what we've run there in the past. And I think that along with the package on the race car, the aero package, the low downforce stuff, really made for a good, a good race. It looked like there was a lot of action, and there was a lot of passion through the field, if I remember right. It wasn't just yeah. there's a stuff up front, stuff in the middle, stuff in the right. back. There was a lot going on all day, if I recall. Yep. No, there was. It was a good race. It was a lot of strategy. Really, a lot of uh, – th- this is exactly what we were complaining about last year when they, when they said they were going away from Homestead, because at least at Homestead you got different grooves and all that kind of stuff. Well, I, I couldn't be yeah. more excited about having this thing at – at Phoenix Raceway uh, or ISM Raceway, whatever yeah. they're calling it now, uh, the stands were packed. Kudos for NASCAR for going on and going with this package. You know, we're seeing a whole new car next year. And from what I'm hearing, you know, some chatter here and there is NASCAR actually wanted to debut this car, this package we run in Phoenix last year, but the, the race alliance teams, crews, they didn't want to, to do that. And I see their side of the point of, of a big charge for them, but look what a product this car put on track on Sunday. Yeah, the expense going into next year is something we'll be talking as we go down the road. Billy, I, I hear it's somewhere between three and $500,000 um, to change each one of these cars. Most cars, we, we're, you know, here, what most teams are, have, you know, 10, 12 cars. Uh, that's a big damn expense you got to take all up front. Now it's going to be okay, you know, moving forward. But this 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 is a big bullet to bite, and um, and it's certainly going to be interesting. And this kind of segues us right into what's getting ready to go happen at Atlanta this week. You know, I, I I think as everybody knows by now, we're recording this Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening. Um, NASCAR has decided to run. Um, Atlanta and Homestead, the next two races without fans in the stands. They've, um, Billy, you mentioned right before we went on air that uh, NASCAR media is there's not going to be any in-person interviews. There will be one pool photographer that will send out uh, his photos to uh, all the media outlets for them for them to use. And um, they're taking the coronavirus thing very very seriously. Um, everybody, the NBA, the NHL. Uh, the NCAA, the uh, MLB, uh, there are no other professional sports uh, uh, playing. The schedules have all been canceled. Um, There's no collegiate sports going on. The only thing that is going on, Billy Bradley, is down in Tampa, there's a wrestling match. 
Um, and uh, the XFL, the XFL are still going. So Vince McMahon has still got his hands in the cookie jar, but we are now poised, absolutely poised, Billy Bradley, for the – now, Barstool Sports are huge hockey fans, huge hockey fans. Um, in fact, um, they're all from the Northeast. they got a, a, a pond hockey, you know, like little uh, pickup team or whatever that goes around and plays, but – if you don't think NASCAR is going to get the bulk of the TV sports coverage in the next couple of weeks, you're a fucking idiot. It's the only game in town, folks, for the next two weeks is NASCAR. Billy, we better not disappoint a bunch of folks or we're going to be stepping on our own peckers with both feet. I agree with you. I think the TV uh, numbers – should double and even come close to even tripling because, like you said, there's this is NCAA uh, playoff week for the SEC tournament, the yep. Big Ten, and all those. Mm-hmm. They're all canceled. Every single one of them canceled. So yep. NASCAR and I think Formula One may still be going on with the show. That's all that's going to be on as far as sports-related other than the two you just mentioned. I think golf may be playing without um, uh, w- without uh, w- without fans. I don't think they're going to allow any fans there. I think I, did, I think I did read that. Uh, but Billy, this is this if, if we have one of these damn races like we've had at Atlanta before, where it's you know thought of the leader, um, then this is going to be a bad deal. If we have a race kind of like what we had. Uh, last year, which had some passing and had a little bit of, I mean, there's tire wear there and that sort of thing. I, we're poised to grab a bunch, and I mean a gob of more fa- You You think we got fans in 1979, Billy Bradley, when they had that big fight? You ain't seen nothing yet because there is no other sports on. I mean, no, nothing. And you're not, and you know what? You're not taking your, your son to go see a college or high school basketball game, Billy Bradley. There ain't none. <laughs> there is literally there no other sports going on in America except maybe a couple rounds of golf and NASCAR. That's it. It ought to be wild. Rob Lopes, I would assume you have never – now, you've run rain delays, uh, delayed races on Tuesdays, uh, snow delayed races before and all that kind of stuff. I've not seen many fans, but i got to imagine it's hard to comprehend exactly what you and the rest of the NASCAR garage folks are going to see when you roll into Atlanta and fire up those engines on Sunday afternoon. I think you are very right. I was just sitting here thinking about that as you were talking. And the only thing, the only picture I can have, only picture I have in my head right now is it's like when we're at a test, only we're, everything's going to be painted and we're going to be in uniform and all that, but there's going to be basically very little garage presence as other than teams, there'll be nobody sitting in the stands. There's not going to be a bunch of people, you know, walking up and down pit road or lining the fences. I guess there'll be no campers, no nothing. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of weird. But I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, I mean, I I get both sides of it. I mean, where, where do you if you postpone these races, where do you put them? You know, you put them in those two off weeks that are in August, which, you know, changes things dramatically as far as planning, as far as... May not even be able to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's there's there's so many moving parts here. And the other thing is, too, is, the 
like, you know, you cancel a basketball game, and I, and granted, we're not just talking one basketball game, we're talking several. Yeah. I mean, what is there, 10, 15 guys on a basketball team? Yes. Uh, you know, and, and, and then, you you know, support personnel, maybe, what, another 20? Yeah. So, figure 30 total? I, I mean, I'm guessing, I don't know. So, you got 30 people coming into town for one night. Yeah. Whereas with a cup with a cup race and Xfinity race, you know, with with a schedule with two and like this week three series in town, you're talking several thousand team team members, team personnel exactly. coming in town for three and four days. Yeah, that's just you know. Work. So there's that's... there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of logistics there. There's a and I mean, you got to go to hotels. You got to go to go to uh, restaurants and stuff, so it's hard saying, but it's, uh, I mean, and then there's an economic, with all of this stuff, there's an economic impact, you know, for as far as hockey, as far as basketball, you know, and even our races, you know, we come to town, we bring a lot of money into that whatever town we're in, you know, a lot of revenue, so, I mean, there's an economic impact to all of this, you know, sports are bigger than just the sport itself. Billy, I saw you had some strong points on the Twitter machine as I was in an airplane, uh, basically a live Petri dish, flying from uh, Kentucky oh to Dallas. You need to yourself for two weeks right now. <laughs> well, I stocked up on bourbon at the airport, so I'm in good shape. Uh, oh, you're fine. But, you're good. You're good. Yeah, Billy Bradley, um, what are your thoughts on the uh, coronavirus the COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, and how NASCAR is doing it, and, and just in general, Billy Bradley, what you got for me, bud? You know, I, my opinion is, you know, the NBA and ever, and the NCAA has canceled their all their things up till further notice. I think NASCAR should have done the exact same thing for that same statement that Rob just brought up that, you know, there's probably – 2,000 team members, crew members, PR guys, engineers, all that that come with the series as a whole, not per team. I'm saying as a series. So you're telling me that you don't give a shit about those 2,000 people that work for you, that if one of those gets it. And I saw Sherry Pollock tweeted out something that if one guy has it and Mark comes home with it, She's in very danger for that, and that's the truth. That you know, I'll yeah. take one person. I haven't heard not one fan member mention that had it, but we have heard two NBA players that had it. I mean, so yeah, you've got to cancel it, in my opinion. Well, well I'm gonna go again. Go ahead, Brett. Um, yeah, Brett. Uh, go ahead, Rob. Wow, that hurt. Um, <laughs> so what I was gonna say is, Billy, you're. You, I mean, and that's a big thing, and when, the, and that ties in a little bit about what I was saying too. Is, and I'm not just talking about the team guys are in town. I mean, obviously that's why they can't. They said no fans because you're talking thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand people in one area, and you know the the percentages go up for if somebody has it and they don't know it yet, they transmit it. You know, and well, you know, just because of the way it goes, I mean, it can be a big ripple effect through the population in that small area. And you, you put, and I, like I said, it's, we're, we're a bigger, we are a bigger move movement of people 
to make our sport happen than a lot of the other sports, you know, in one place. So there's a lot more to go on. And like you said, with Sherry Pollis, who, you know, who's, you know, compromised immune system, it could be, it could be tragic for her, you know, or anybody else that that's in that situation. And nobody wants to see that. I mean, would I be upset if they said, all right, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're not, we're going to postpone Atlanta. We're going to postpone Homestead. And now instead of having those two weeks off in August, you're going to have them off now, you know, until this thing gets under control. Hey, okay, whatever it takes, you know, let's keep everybody safe. Let's keep everybody healthy. Let's do our part and go from there. Well, I mean, I think you're both flat out wrong. And I also disagree with Sherry Pollack. If NASCAR really wanted to do the right thing, they'd fucking cancel because here's the goddamn idiotic thing that they've done. They've said, okay, we don't want 60,000 people there, but we're okay with having 3,000 people there. Any crowd over 100 is dangerous. The state of Ohio has come out and said, using the CDC guidelines and saying, hey, you know what? There's no, you can't do anything that has a group of 100 or anything more for the next two weeks. So what's NASCAR do? They're going to put it right out. You're either, it's like throwing a fucking football during the lightning storm as far as I'm concerned. You either have a policy or you don't. You either have the fucking race or you don't. And I got to be honest with you, the fact that Sherry Pollack is like, well, I don't want to freak out if Martin Truex Jr. goes there this weekend and somebody else gets sick. Well, guess what, Sherry Pollack? You should be concerned whether he goes outside or not. And the fact that he is going to a race is idiotic. We're either doing this or we're not doing this. To have a race and have all these bullshit rules and all this kind of stuff is dumb as fuck. You're either scared of it or you're not. And I personally, I, my dad has got double pneumonia, and I was in Kentucky today. I wanted to see him, and I did not because I had to fly on the damn plane. I did not see my 92-year-old father because I don't want to be – God forbid – he gets it because of me. Oh, shit, I would never be able to live with myself from this day forward. But the fact that Sherry is arguing about this is fucking stupid. She does have a, a compromised immune system, and now she has to worry about it. You either do this or you don't do this. There is no, okay, we're going to – it's like getting pregnant. You can't be kind of pregnant, fellas. You're either pregnant or you're not. And the fact that they're running this race this week with no fans – and next week with no fans, in my opinion, is dumb as fuck. And it's, and it's going it, – I can't imagine a dumber scenario in all of America that NASCAR is going to go on with this show. And Because guess what? Um, if, if the drivers get sick, uh, we ain't got a fucking show. And now we're really fucking hurt. So do we care about this shit or we don't care about this shit? And I'm fired up because if we're going to do this across America, we have to fucking do it. We can't sit here and, 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 and dip our toe in the water and say we're being safe. You're the safe or you're not, and we're not being safe right now. And everybody that goes, if one driver gets this shit, guess what? NASCAR still looks like they're dumb as hell because they didn't cancel the fucking race when everybody else did. I don't understand why in the hell that they're going to race this race with no fans to protect who? Who are they protecting? <laughs> they're, they're hurting. The, the only thing that can happen is that they go south. And if they go south, it'll be bad. And it'll absolutely be bad. And, and the fact of the matter is, if it is that damn serious, then they shouldn't be doing it, period. They shouldn't have these, we're going to have a, why do we need a thousand different protocols? We need one. Don't show up. We'll figure it out in the next couple of weeks. We're moving on. That's, that's my opinion. Um, and, and I don't know how else to say it. I don't even know how to segue to anything else. But, Billy, I think it's wrong that they're even having it. 
Oh, I think. Hey, so, hey, so Dan, I don't mean to interrupt you, Billy. Dan, how do you really feel about this? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> happy. Rob, foggy right there. It's a little, a little hazy right there. I mean, I'm not really sure. You kind yeah. of sound like you're on the fence about this. Well, I don't like to be wishy-washy like usual. So, uh, Sorry, I didn't want to, you know, NASCAR, be saying, okay, we care about the 50,000 fans, but we don't give a shit about the 2,000 employees that we, that's we got to come. And I understand that. I have to go to work, too. But I'm not I'm not out. I'm not traveling. I don't have to go out to eat. When I get off work, I can come home. I can fix me something to eat. Rob, you guys, when you travel to Atlanta, you're going to have to get a hotel room. You're going to have to go out to yep. eat. Or have it delivered. So, yep. I mean, still, there's other yeah. people touching that. So, I agree. I mean, I yeah. don't think we should race it either. Traveling I mean, is the dumbest was, thing you can do. That was do. my point. That was my point earlier about we are in contact with, like, we don't have full control over our over our surroundings. Just because, yeah, at the track they're controlling it. But you've got. And I, I, I see, I can see part of it with, all right, you're talking about small groups that can be controlled within each organization. Like Ralph Fenway says, okay, I know that the, all the guys on the six and all the guys on the 17 are healthy. We know they're healthy. Okay, they're fine. However, you're sending us to a different city where we're not in full control of our surroundings. We're in hotels. Yep. We're in restaurants. You know, and, 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 I, and here again, I mean, I realize we're talking basically a – flu bug slash pneumonia on steroids as far as this goes. And it since the symptoms mimic a lot of other things, you might have some symptoms that mimic the flu or mimic a cold. And then the next thing you know, you've infected, you know, you, ha- you can have it and you've infected your whole team. Well, your whole yep. team's in contact with 10 other teams. Yep. And yep. now you're all quarantined for 14 days. 14 right. Days. And now you're all quarantined for 14 days. So where so where are you? You know. Well, the thing about it so is, we're, we're is not, that we're not in full control. We're not in full control over our environments. Whereas if they said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna move these two races in August. You guys are gonna get your two weeks off now. You're not gonna get your two weeks off then, and we're gonna let this play out and let everybody, you know, let everything get under control. And because when we're here, when we're home, I'm in my house. I'm in control over my environment. When I'm at the yeah. shop, I'm in control of my environment. Right. When I'm at a hotel, when I'm at a restaurant, I'm not in full control of my environment. Yeah. So, well, but you know what? You do you do what you got to do because basically this is what's being said. And I'm not saying NASCAR's wrong. I'm not saying NASCAR's right. I'm going to stand on the fence just for the simple fact is, hey, I you know it is I what know it where is. I get told to go. I do what I got to do, and this is yeah. it. Because I well, don't ain't going to stomp my feet and say, this is bullshit, I ain't going, and then yeah. there's a foreclosed sign in, front, in my front yard, <laughs> yeah. you know, in a few months. Well, that's the thing about this thing. Very, very few healthy people that have contracted it have died from it. I mean, uh, extremely low numbers. That's not the issue with it. The issue with it, it spreads like wildfire. And those people, right. uh, like Sherry Pollock, like my father, like thousands of other fans that go there and that sort of thing, it's extremely dangerous for them. Those are the people who are who are not recovering from this thing. There was a cruise ship, had 699 people on it infected, one died. That's terrible. But he's a 78-year-old man with lung problems. Everybody else really recovered. Out. It took him two weeks. But if we're going to stop this virus, we're going to stop it. 
We're not going to kind of stop it. We're not going to feature. I chose to fly. I needed to go do something. I did that. I'm a healthy person. I, I took every precaution possible. Uh, but guess what? If you're going to stop this on a level that supports your entire, let's put it this way, Billy Bradley, my entire company did not fly with me today. They did not go to a hotel last night. They did not <laughs> count on the, the people who cleaned that hotel room to have everything disinfected properly. They did not count on the people who cooked the food at the hotel this morning to do it correct. They stayed at home. I flew because I had to. I minimal thing, but sending the whole teams down there just doesn't make sense to me. And I, I, I I'm I, on the one. Go ahead. The main thing you just said is, you know, you were probably within what an hour or two from your father when you were in class. Yes. Maybe closer than that. I don't know. Oh hell, I was within five minutes. All right, and you wow. didn't go see your father, who was just in ICU a couple of weeks oh. ago. That, wow, you're going to judge him, man. You are a cold-blooded no, son of a bitch, does. man. Excuse my language. I can't believe you're going to judge the guy. <laughs> I just told my mom that if she had anybody in her house, I would stomp her ass because she's sick. Yeah. She's got leukemia. Like, yeah. And I, I don't even want to go see her right now. I'll call her or whatever over the phone. I, I don't want to go see her. I don't want to well, put her in that spot. And that's the thing about this whole thing that, that um, to be clear, Rob Lopes, I disagree with NASCAR. Um, we're either going to do this for the good of the community or we're not. And, and we're not doing it for the good of the community. What we're doing it for is to put the show on. I, and, and listen, I'm going I'm to take off my I'm pissed off at NASCAR hat to put on my hat of I cannot wait. <laughs> I literally cannot wait to watch tr Twitter, Billy Bradley, on Sunday when the race is going on because there are going oh to be God. tens of hundreds of thousands of new fans asking dumbass questions, Billy Bradley, that every fan that's watched it for two days knows what's going on. And it's going to be exciting. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be, to see like guys on like, um, um, pardon the interruption or, or, you know, I mean, what the hell are these, these uh, talking heads going to do on all these ESPN shows? There's nothing to talk about. The only thing, if they're going to talk live sports, they have to talk NASCAR. I can't wait because none of those people probably yeah. know what the hell's going on, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It's, it, it'll probably be, and I, and, I, and I say this knowing what I said just a few minutes ago, this has got the potential to be the two most fun races to, to quote, watch that we're going to see all year. This is the only time we go to these two tracks, too. This is the, they only got one day each race. One day, yeah, like exactly. These are both one-off races. That's exactly right. They're both like one-off races. That's exactly ESPN. right. This is a a, a kind of, you know, they just pretty much wrote NASCAR off. They got Marty Smith, I think, still employed to them that knows a little bit about NASCAR. But, you know, ESPN got rid of all their NASCAR reporters pretty much. Yep. You know. Bob, and now they've got one sport on TV that they ain't going to know shit about. They're so far out in the left field about. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be fun. I mean, we're going to see some people to really say the wrong things. Um, you know, it, it it should be. In fact, I guarantee some talking head says something like, well, they came in and they changed the – NASCAR this year went to a new single lug. I mean, I guarantee somebody's <laughs> going to say that, not knowing – 
they've heard something in the last couple of weeks, and then they got a report on it, and they'll probably try to act smart. I can't wait. It should be fun as hell. It should be um, uh, uh, just a just a, an interesting. I mean, listen, back in the day, um, believe it or not, Billy, it was before Rob and I were both born. But you know, polio was a thing back in the day, and this is kind of what polio did in the country. So this is the first time in any of our lives we've we've seen anything like this. Um, it's and, it, and from that standpoint, it's extremely interesting to kind of go through and to see the different dynamic. We haven't even mentioned the fact that Dale, um, <laughs> Dale uh, Redneck Jesus Jr. is supposed to run at Homestead, and I guess going to run at Homestead, they're going to have the race without any fans. But the the cruelest fucking thing on the goddamn planet, Billy Bradley, is letting Dale Jr. drive and nobody can watch it in person. I mean, that's just like that's just that's just not fair. I mean, the hell with this coronavirus thing. I cut off a goddamn thumb to go be able to see that shit. Um, but no, nope, I, I mean, I'll get my refund on my on my plane ticket. But I'd, I'd rather spend twice the amount of money on a plane ticket to watch him race around the track, Billy. This is the shittiest thirty for thirty episode coming up that we're ever going to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hadn't even thought that far as far as going to Homestead. You're exactly right that you know that's the race that he chose to to race his Xfinity race in this year, and nobody's going to get to watch. That's going no. To, be Hell, I was. I literally, I was literally, I had just changed all my plans to make sure I had that weekend free so I could skip down there. I got a, I got a job in Florida, and I scheduled that son of a bitch around Homestead so I could get down there and uh, sneak away and go do it. And now all I did was screw myself out of, I mean, I could have done it this week and had the damn thing done. Um, so it, uh, the hits keep on coming with uh, this coronavirus. It, um, it, it's damn sure uh, it, it is something that we all need to be concerned about if you're healthy, um, you know, basic, and I mean literally basic things, drinking warm water and lots of it. Uh, it stays on your skin for, for less than 10 minutes. So if you touch metal, it's, it stays on metal for like uh, 12 hours. If you like touch metal, hours or something wash, like that. Yeah. yeah, wash your damn hands. It's real basic, simple stuff for healthy people. If you have a, a health issue already, uh, and your resistance is low, or your immune system is a little bit weaker. For God's sakes, protect yourself house. because it's, yeah, it's, in, in the grand scheme of things, this is a short period of time. We got to get through the next two, three weeks, or month to get this thing hopefully you know fixed and eradicated. But uh, you know, sports is it, the great thing about sports is it brings humanity together, and we are now realizing just how much humanity we have around sports. Because everybody is talking about, I mean, the entire globe is talking about the fact that there's going to be no March Madness, Billy. I mean, people all over the yeah. planet. I mean, there's probably the monsters out there in oh, Space yeah. Jam are like, what the fuck? No, 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 no. How, how, how are we going to do a bracket this year? I mean, we might have to do a bracket on, on Rob Loach's, like, breakfast uh buffet choosings. I, don't, I mean, we ain't got nothing for March Madness, Billy Bradley. we got to come up with something. Or... or De- or desert sushi or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what bowl will Rob eat in the that. desert? I mean, First shit, this is... the time March is over, I'll have a perfect bracket. 
can't say a Billy Bradley. You know Billy Bradley. And there's a lot of people keep money in their pockets, though. You know what? Your 401k <laughs> might be tanking, but just think all the money you're saving on all those bets. Yeah, save a hundred you know bucks. Mean, on, uh, let's look at bright side Billy Bradley. That's what we're calling you. You're losing ten, fifteen hundred grand in your 401k, but you know what? You saved a hundred dollars because you didn't bet Joe Schmo down the road on this game. You know? Yeah, yeah. You didn't have to pick yeah. a, a 12 seed to beat a five seed, Billy Bradley, because you know that happens every tournament. Um, yeah, so you saved uh, you saved your money. All right, well, listen, that's that's what's up for the coronavirus. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I feel bad for uh, basically everybody except for the TV viewing audience and especially Junior Nation. For Christ's sakes, it's an absolute travesty that that's what's getting ready to happen. And I uh, listen, I, I I didn't take it well, but. Damn, son. I think Jimmy Wags, I might have to call him after this thing is over, Billy Bradley, and make sure he doesn't need a hug. I mean, I, I, I can't hug him, but maybe we can rub elbows or some shit, because that boy, he's he's upset, Billy. Yeah, he's probably <laughs> a little upset with me, because he was tweeting and stuff, and I didn't put two and two together about the Homestead and Dale Jr. thing, because I just, I wasn't thinking that far ahead, and I was giving kid about it, you know, and I, I realized why he's probably upset now because I need to text him and apologize. <laughs> yeah, please do. He's going to be on edge for Christ's sake. He's been looking forward to this. I mean, hell, he, he turned down to go to Daytona to pay for this race to go down here. I mean, literally, I mean, I'm not laughing. This is, this is terrible because I've done the same thing, but he literally – wanted to go to Daytona, decided not to, to go all in on Homestead, and now there's no fans. And he doesn't get a oh, refund, Billy. No. He, not, not, yeah, not only does he not get a refund, he just gets a ticket at a future race at another damn track. And he's like, I don't want a fucking no ticket kid. to another racetrack. I want to see Dale Jr. race. I've already spent thousands of dollars to go down there and do it, but no, oh. the coronavirus bit him right now. And that's just one story, Billy. I mean, there's yeah. there's I mean, there's tens of thousands of these stories out there because let's face it, people are going down to Homestead in April to see Dale Jr. That's that Xfinity race was going to be probably the hot, the the biggest selling Xfinity race of the season, and and now Junior Nation is um and trust me, um we would all rather have uh, watch be able to watch Dale Jr. than than have a ticket to go to another damn track, but. Oh, shit. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it is what it is. I mean, if, if we wanted to think about it, the fact of the matter is every senior, um, you know, my, do- my daughter is 19 years old. She is going to graduate college at 19 with a bachelor's degree. That girl has put in tons of hard work. She was going to do her senior, um, her senior dance. And she had choreographed several things, and, and they were, and, and now it's canceled because they're they're coming. It was scheduled for uh, the third, fourth, and fifth, and they don't come back to class until the following week. The coronavirus has ruined a lot of people's plans and a lot of special things in everybody's life. But in the grand scheme of things, this is a good life lesson, and I hate that it comes to this. But the fact of the matter is, you got to do the right thing, and sometimes put personal things behind for the greater good. It sucks. It's not fun, but the fact of the matter is we need people like Sherry Pollock to live a long and healthy life. We don't need to kill off all of our old people like my dad. We need to do the right thing, eradicate this thing, get it over with, get it done with, um, you know, uh, and, and just pull the Band-Aid off, literally, and let's um, let's continue doing what we do for the good of humanity. And, and I guess now we got to talk about Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta Racetrack is old as hell. 
Um, it, it's it's not quite as old as as me and Rob Billy Bradley, but the the surface is 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 pretty rough. Um, wait, did they repave that? Ninety seven was when it was paved. Yeah, ninety seven. Right. When, yeah. when they when they changed the configuration, configuration. of that from a true oval to a tri oval was yeah. the last time there was asphalt put on. It was nineteen ninety seven. Couple years ago, yeah, the drivers. The last three to four years about repaving it, but they've been putting it off and off. Yeah, Dale Jr. Uh, started that. Um, you know, he, he took to the to the press and said, "I hope they don't pave this thing. They ruin a good racetrack." Well, they listened and they haven't paved it yet. And that was three or four years ago, Billy Bradley. So, from a from a tire standpoint, there, Rob, is this this is. Is this going to be the same tire that we we ran out there at Vegas and and Fontana? Um, it, I'll tell you what, this place is a tire eater, and I don't think it matters what you bring there. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it is it is a rough surface, and it provides a lot of fall off, like you said earlier. It provides multi groove racing. Um, it's a tire management racetrack. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't you can you're either going to get your speed earlier or you're going to not fall off as bad if you take care of your car. Um, and it can, and as we've seen here, or as we've seen in a lot of times and, you know, here lately, you're seeing more long green flag runs. Yeah. And that means you've got to manage your tires. And when you're at a tire eater track like Atlanta is, you've yeah. got to manage those four tires and you're going to come to pit road before you're out of gas. Um, you're going to want tires before you need fuel. And yep. it, it and it makes for great racing. As far as pit strategy goes, it's a matter of when you pit, because when you start coming down pit road, you're going to drag everybody with you because yep. of the fall off, because stickers yep. are so much faster than older tires. There, you're, there is not going to be two tires. Yep. It's not going to be gas only. It yep. is going to be put four, put four goody goods on here and let's get after it every stop. Yep. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is that at the end of the race, uh, I'm going to go ahead and predict now that there's going to be a late race caution and some dumbass is going to, from like 20th, is going to try to stay out when there, there's, there's going to, Billy, you know what's going to happen. They're, they're going to come out, they're going to put tires on, and then five laps later, there's going to be uh, another caution and there's going to be 10 caution. laps left. And, 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 and somebody gonna is going to try it. You know somebody's going to try it. And, and you know what I've seen this year? Restarts are insane. Insane. Oh, absolutely insane. And especially late race. Especially late race restarts. The restarts are. It looks like piranha speeding. Every <laughs> one of them. Did you say piranha speeding? Piranhas feeding. It feeding. Is, okay. Restarts yeah. are insane this year. I was and hoping to say and something. Go, and go late race. Late race restart. You know, hey, ten to go. And you get a caution, and you're going to, oh. Yeah, Damn. it's going to be crazy. Hey, Billy, you remember what happened to our boy Elliot Sadler a couple of years ago at Homestead when Cole Witt stayed out on the worst fucking tires of the whole season and basically cost Elliot Sadler a damn championship. And 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 I feel like this, the, the because of the package the way it is, and, and, and Rob just alluded to it, the restarts are crazy because they have to be. You have to get up on the wheel and get your get get those positions. It, it, it's hard to get them on a racetrack. You got to get them on pit road, and you got to get them on a restart. I'm looking for a a, a good race, boys. Last year, Chevys just didn't do well at all. Here, there was uh, two Chevys in the 
in the top ten last year. I'm looking at the list, so I'm cheating. I, but Billy, uh, Rob, do either one of you know who those two drivers were in the top t- t- two uh, top the top Chevy drivers last year at this race? Mm, John, uh, no, no. I, listen, I, I would have never guessed it. I mean, Kurt Busch finished third. And um, Billy Bradley's boy, Chris Boucher, uh, finished ninth in the Chevrolet <laughs> last year. So, um, But Ford dominated this race last year. Toyota dominated this race last year. Um, it's, I, I think we're in for another good one. Uh, Rob Lope, since you are leading the pack, you get to go first, buddy. Who is your winner and who is your Pratt, non- man. I should get my player. choice. I should be able to go last. Actually, I'll go first because then I get the better pick. Who am I kidding? That's right. Who am I yeah. kidding? I get better picks when you go first. Yeah, we're going yeah, to let you go. Okay. Uh, let, man, I'll tell you what. I'm still – hey, I you know what? I still like Kevin Harvick for this race. Damn it. And, um, Damn. I hey, mean, I hate – hey, you let me go first, man. I know we did, you know, yeah. You let me go first. No, I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. And I – for my dark horse, whew, man, it could be – so many different guys. You know what? I'm going to double down and go Pitt Boyer. Shit. I'm going to double down on last week's picks. That's two in a row. Okay, Billy Bradley, who you got, son? I was going to go with Harvick. <laughs> so was I. But, but now you're not. But now you're not. Yeah. You're exactly right. So I'm going to go with my dark horse first, and I'm going to take 48. And then All I'm right. going to look just a second. Chase Elliott. Well, that's a good damn pick. Um, you know, early last week, I thought I had made a mistake by picking Larson um, because hey, Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott's not going to win because there's nobody in the stands. I get that, you know, he's close to home there, but since there's nobody in the stands, <laughs> they're not going to let him win. You know that, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Like, that's when <laughs> yeah. he's going to win, and the state of Georgia is going to get burnt up because there's nobody there to win. Well, the fact of the matter is, you're not that wrong because David Reagan finished 16th there uh, last year, and he's a Georgia boy. He had no business being up there in 16 on a non-play track, but he but he did. But I, I like that pick, Bradley Bradley. I was tossing that thing around, but, uh, and, and let me just walk you through a little bit of my, my thought process here. By, by the way, my dark horse is, without a doubt, the Benedetto. I, I, that guy is sniffing all around it. Um, he's in some pretty damn good equipment now, and I, I just I think those guys over there are. Um, yeah, I, I think he's got a top ten. Yeah, I think he's I think he's going to get a win this year. But um, I, I wanted to go, um, you know, the twenty two. I, I flipped a coin the other week and, and did not take the twenty two, and I was I was angry at myself. Um, but Brad Keselowski is. He's a blocking son of a bitch, and we're going to have to talk about that when there's not a coronavirus outbreak. But uh, Brad Keselowski, is, he is great at this track, and he is pissed off, son. He, he's got to get up there. Ryan Blaney is going to get up there. I, I see Kevin Harvick being up there, but Martin Truex Jr. ain't no slouch here. And the Toyotas surprised me, Billy Bradley, at Phoenix. Now, they didn't do super hot at, the, at, at, the, at California, when they got busted, they kind of took a a, a slight thing. But I, I'm not ready to go to, with a Toyota yet. I'm going to stick with Brad Keselowski to win this race back-to-back. He won it last year. Um, wow. But I, the, the guy who got the most points last year was Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick had 52 points last year. He won a stage. 
um, uh, and, and he finished fourth, and he and he had more points than Brad Keselowski. So Brad Keselowski didn't win either stage and didn't get stage points, and, and but he ended up winning the race. So I'm going to take Brad Keselowski um, because I think he wants it, and I'm going to take the 21 as my dark horse. And listen, uh, we I don't think we need to look very much farther for um, good of the community here, um, folks. Take care of yourselves. Yeah this week for Christ's sakes. I mean, do the right thing. If don't put yourself in situations to where not only you're going to catch it, but you don't want to be, you know, touching things and all that kind of stuff because somebody else is going to touch it behind you. Be cognizant of what you're doing. Uh, we're all going to get past this. This isn't the end of times. It's not even the beginning of the end of times. What it is is right something on. that we all need to band together and take care of to, to beat. And the only way to do it is to attack it at home individually with each person here. Take care of yourself. If you're sick, stay the fuck home. Uh, if you're not, go about your business in a, uh, a very proper way. I mean, take precautions, do your business, but let's, let's just, we got to keep grinding. We got to keep doing it. We just can't quit, but we got to be smart about how we do it. Um, you right right you got to be smart about what you're doing. Exactly. That's right. it. Um, <laughs> got to be responsible. It's a, it's a shame it took this virus for some people to learn that you're supposed to wash your damn hands. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Billy. I, I got a question for you. If we're, if everybody's running out of hand soap and hand sanitizer, what the fuck were they doing last week? I, I just. Yeah. Right. It, you know, and it makes me. Paper, like it, <laughs> yeah. What the hell? I can't even find it around here nowhere. Well, you know, I, I guess everybody just uses Wendy's napkins until they hear there's a virus, and then they want to wipe their ass with with toilet paper. It makes no damn sense to me, oh but um, I, I don't I, I don't understand it. But you know what? I don't understand a lot of things, and um, and I don't like to be wishy washy. So I like to be ignorant as fuck when I'm going to be ignorant. Um, and, uh, uh, but in fact, I better check to see if I got toilet paper, Billy Bradley, because I ain't going anywhere this weekend, but right here in the man cave and go play video games and watch NASCAR. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a good and weekend. That like a good weekend. To, uh, like, be around and watch some NASCAR because that's all it's going to be on TV. That's all we're going to have on TV, Rob Lopes. I can't wait to talk to you next week and see how it was at a ghost track to hold a, do a cup race. Yeah. Um, I, I can't imagine what that's going to be like. We're all going to be tuned in. Hell, I mean, oh, wait a minute. Time out. Billy, did you see the picture that, um, that, the hot, uh, that, uh, oh, shit, that Rob Lopes took in front of the damn car, uh, Billy Bradley? I, thought we were gonna, I, mean, I really thought I was going to get out of this unscathed right here. You we almost did. I thought we were going to get unscathed here. Yeah. Billy, going around. did you see that, Billy Bradley? Listen, I think what we need to do is a fundraiser, and we need to make a fucking T-shirt with that uh, with with Rob Lopes uh, sprawled out across in front of that damn car. Hey, Rob Lopes, is, it might be easier, Rob, if you just donate to a charity as many as you're going to fucking buy. But, yeah, Rob, Rob Lopes is going yeah. to hand them out for Christmas gifts for the next five years. Heck, yeah. I mean, we can, we can put some towards that. Hey, but listen, just so – and what that just goes to show is simple, that, you know what, I'll – it doesn't matter. I'll do what it takes. Sponsor wants something, I'll make this – I'll do what it takes to make sponsor happy because, I mean, I – some people say I know a little bit about tires and that, but I'll tell you what, I know a lot about, you know what, let's do what we got to do here. You know, if they yeah. want me to take a goofy picture, 
I'm the man for the job. <laughs> Listen, it was amazing. It was absolutely the kind of stuff that uh, that we need to see. It was fun. It was fantastic. And I'm, I, Billy, we're going to talk offline. We may have to do just a, a sloppy yellow pod calendar, and that might have to be like uh, in the that that'll we'll make that a special month. But we might have to put you know that in every month also in a little in the corner or something. Yeah. And we'll do twelve months, but that'll be on all twelve of them. I got yeah. I got I got yeah. thought of this right now. You know what? And this is going to I'm going to have to save this for my life lesson on Monday. But you know yeah. what? Life lesson, I'm going to give you all a free one right here. Life lesson, don't take yourself too serious cuz nobody else does. Nobody else does. <laughs> Amen, brother. Listen, for that for Rob Lopes, for Billy Bradley, I'm Dado. Let's go race in Atlanta in front of nobody, fellas. What do y'all say? Let's go. We're here now. Hell yeah, let's yeah. do it. That's all you're going to hear is yay. Well, that marks the end of our show. Thanks for listening to Off the Rails, and we hope to see you again next week.